Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. Now, if you guys haven't been with us, if it's your first time here, whatever, over the past couple of weeks, one of the topics that we have been talking about have been trust issues. Anybody got a little bit of trust issues here in the room? Like, I, I have a group of people that I trust, but if you cross me wrong, it's bad. We all got something a little bit that we're dealing with as far as what we trust, who we trust, what we trust in. And that's the reason why we're talking about it here at Youth Group, here at Elevate. Three weeks ago, we talked about anxiety. We talked about how do I overcome anxiety? We live in a day and age where anxiety seems to be something that's plaguing all of us. And we learned that anxiety is, is more of a control issue, more of a trust issue than it is then it is more of an ailment. That if I can't control the outcome, then I, I, I receive this anxiety. That if we trust in God, if we trust in his will and his way for us, we can be delivered from that. The second week we talked about, where is my faith in the midst of the storm? We talked about how can we have faith when times are tough? How can we have faith when, when things don't seem to be going right? How can we have faith when, when everything seems to be going wrong, we're doing all of the right things. That we serve a faithful God. That we serve a God that's consistent. We serve a God that's holy. We serve a God that, that isn't shaken by our circumstances. And we're on our third week of trust issues. Now, there's a particular thing that we do every day, and then we got many opportunities to make a choice. Like today, I mentioned it earlier. You had a choice in whether you wanted to come to Elevate or not, Right? I mean, some of you guys might have been dragged here. Some of y'all might have had family members you had to be here. Whatever the reason, you made a choice to be here. Maybe this morning you chose Frosted Flakes over Cheerios. Like, what kind of cereal do y'all eat? Y'all eat cereal still? Frosted Flakes? Who, who, who likes Frosted Flakes in there? Is that too old of a cereal? Okay, Frosted Flakes. Okay, do you eat them crisp or do you wait for them to get soggy? Chris? Chris? Team Chris? All right, all right, all right. We're all my Lucky Charms fans. Anybody eat Lucky Charms? Nah, that's trash. Lucky Charms is trash, bro. It's all much. I don't know what that is. They, they call it marshmallows, but I don't know, bro. I don't know. Anybody eating Fruity Pebbles? Who's eating Fruity Pebbles out here? Okay. Cocoa Pebbles? Anybody eating Cocoa Pebbles? Okay. Apple Jacks. Where are my Apple Jacks people at? Okay. Am I missing one? Am I missing the key one? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. How could I forget in all its variations? French Toast Crunch. Captain Crunch, you like tearing up the roof of your mouth, don't you? We all make decisions each and every day before you came to Elevate today, before you, hopefully you decided to take a shower this morning. Hopefully you made a choice to, to put some deodorant on. Hopefully you made a choice to not just use hot water to cleanse yourself off, but you actually use soap. You guys made a choice on what outfit you wanted to wear today. Like, hey, I'm going to Elevate. I'm going to wear my, 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 my dopest shoes. I'm going to make sure I'm fly. I don't know who I'm going to see tonight. I want to make sure I look good. Right now, you, we're, we're, masks are almost becoming a fashion statement now. Because I got to make sure my mask matches, matches my Air Forces. My Air Forces matches the little chain that comes outside of my pocket. And the chain that comes outside of my pocket matches my jacket. And everybody has a choice to make. But, but, but can I ask you guys a question tonight? What happens when you really kind of don't know what to choose? 
what happens when you come to a fork in the road and it's like, I could go this way or I could go that way? What is the, the, the knowledge or the standard or the topic we'll be talking about? What is the wisdom? And I'm not talking about Wisdom Johnson. I'm not talking about the one that gets up here on the piano. What type of wisdom are we leaning on when we make choices? The title of today's message is, Everybody Has Choices. And yes, I got it from the E-40 song. So real quick, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. If you got your Bible, bring your Bible out. Log on to your phone. If you got a physical Bible, kudos to you. Make sure you get a physical Bible. Physical Bibles don't have notifications. And if you don't got a Bible at all, it's like, look, I don't got to download it, JR. Let me be honest with you. I don't have a Bible. This is why we make the Bible available to you up on the board. So Proverbs chapter 2, it's a wisdom, wisdom book, wisdom literature. We're going to learn about how we can use wisdom to make the best choices. Everybody with me? Proverbs chapter 2, it says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask, ooh, I need glasses. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He's a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Somebody say wise choices. Come on, somebody say wise choices. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. What type of wisdom are you using? Matter of fact, a better question, we're going to ask three questions of ourselves tonight to get a better understanding of what God's word is saying tonight. The three questions that we're going to ask is this. We'll start with this. Where do I find wisdom? Where do I find wisdom? Who has an older sibling in here? Anybody got older siblings? Okay. Any older cousins in here that you look up to? Any older cousins? Obviously, you know, you should be looking up to your parents, even though they might be saying lame stuff every now and again. If you've got a parent or a grandparent or a guardian in your life that you look up to, who has a teacher or a coach that they look up to? Somebody that's outside of the family that you look, that you look up to. Okay. Who has a celebrity that they might look up to? Maybe you're into fitness and you look up to The Rock. The Rock is, is yoke, bro. Huge. Okay, okay, okay. Where is it that we find wisdom? Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I need something fixed, like say, for instance, I need my car fixed, I'm not going to a stranger on the street to ask for wisdom. Would you do that? Would you ask a random person to help you fix something in your life? Absolutely not. If you needed your Xbox or your PlayStation 5 fixed, are you going to the random dude on the corner of North Texas and East Travis and say, hey, bro, can you fix this for me? Would you do that? Like, ladies, say you have a really, really nice pair of shoes. Would you walk into IHOP and be like, hey, I heard y'all fix shoes? 
That wouldn't happen, right? It's the same thing with wisdom. It's the same thing with asking for advice. Is why is it that we trust in a source just because everybody else trusts in it? Why is it that we trust in a source just because it's popular? Why is it that we trust in the source just because our friends are trusting in a source? You see, a lot of us get our wisdom from music. Grinding all my life. I've been grinding all my life. You, you might be hearing that song be like, yeah, I got to grind all my life. You know what I'm saying? I get my, I get my wisdom from Nipsey Hussle, R.I.P. Maybe you get it from movies. Maybe you get it from like your favorite movie or your favorite TV show. Anybody watch anime in here? You know how corny it is those Naruto episodes? Like, believe it, you can do anything. Was that a good enough? Was that a good enough? Uh, believe it. Like, I can't. I think I think women voices voice. I can't believe it. I can't really get that high. But some of these inspirational cartoons, animes, all these different things, you might take certain wisdom from there. But but but. There has to be a standard. There has to be an absolute value of wisdom. There has to be somebody or, 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 or someone we can go to that has all the answers. Listen, I can go and talk about every single place that we get wisdom from. I can talk about uh, uh, maybe about your wise old granddaddy, all these different things. Nothing against your granddaddy, but the ultimate level of wisdom and knowledge comes from God. And it's important that no matter what point we're at in our lives, that this is our second point. This is the point that answers our first question is, I have to recognize God as the place to find real wisdom. As the place to find real wisdom. There is this, there is this study back in the 1960s. And, and what this psychologist was doing, I think his name was Stanley Milgram, right? What he did was he had... One person who was the observer or the scientist in the situation, he came in, he wore a lab coat, you know, he had the glasses, he had like the stethoscope, you guys know what I'm talking about, where you go to the doctor, they put the thing in their ears and they listen to your heart and they check your heartbeat. They had a guy like that coming. He looked official, he kind of had a tie on and everything. And then you had the tester. There's a difference. There's the scientist and then there's the tester. The tester in this study was the one that was a dummy. And then... You had the person that was the learning person. The learning person was inside on the scoop the whole time, right? And so this is what the experiment was. The experiment was to, was to show, is it true that people would just listen to anybody with a lab coat? Like you ever seen like the toothpaste commercials and it says nine, to, nine out of 10 doctors will recommend this toothpaste. And they say, you know what? You want to get strong and you see like, a, you, you see like the rock the rock on the commercial, and he has a Dasani bottle, and he's like, you, you drink Dasani, you can look like me. Y'all seen those commercials before? Like, isn't it peculiar that Travis Scott all of a sudden makes a hamburger at McDonald's? Isn't, isn't that kind of peculiar? It's because what they're trying to do is they're trying to take a source that you might trust to, to, to give that item or that wisdom or whatever it might be some sort of value. So like, oh my God, Travis Scott, I love Travis Scott, I love his music, he must make good burgers. Like, come on, bro. The whole study was to find out if people will fall or, 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 or listen to an authority figure without checking uh, uh, their morals. So this is what happened. The, the scientist told the tester, the guy with the power, the guy that was going to do the experiment with him, he says, look, 
This person in this other room, you're going to ask them a list of questions. If they lie, you shock them. If they tell the truth, you move on to the next question. So they had a shocking level from, from very little to like death, right? And so every time they lied, he would turn it up a little bit more. And so each time the person who was in on the thing the whole time, he would say, uh, is the sky red? And he'd be like, yes. And he'd be like, eh, and then shock him. But the whole funny thing about it was the person that was in on it was doing this. He's going, uh, like he was acting like he was really getting shocked. So the whole experiment was this, like, look, you have people that are willing to overcome their morals just because they see somebody that they think that they can trust. There are going to be people in your lives, there are going to be celebrities, there are going to be musicians, there are going to be athletes that seem like a good source, that seem like a great place for wisdom, that say good things, that do good things, but their wisdom falls short of the wisdom of God. So it's important that you don't fall for the okey-doke, that you recognize that you have to rec- that you have to recognize God as the place to find real wisdom. That, that, that I'm not telling you to, to disobey all authority. Don't go out of here saying that. Be like, hey, Pastor JR said that we can disrespect our parents. I am not saying that, okay? I don't need a phone call later. But listen, our standard has to be God's standard. As believers, our standard has to be what God says. Because the one that ultimately makes things right, the one that ultimately knows all things and has power over all things is God. So the first question was, where do I find wisdom? And our answer to that question was, I have to recognize God as the place to find real wisdom. It says in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Now, I know you guys see me up here and there's a lot of spit coming from my mouth, but what's also leaving my mouth right now? Words. When I speak something, when I, when I say something, I'm giving you information that, that, that'll either help you or harm you. When God speaks, when God grants wisdom, when we ask God for, for how we should make a choice, when we ask God and how we should make a decision, everything that comes out of his mouth is knowledge and understanding. It's to give you life and life more abundantly. That in your Bibles, you're not going to find things that harm you. You're going to get, they're going to find things that are going to give you life eternally. So it's important that we trust in God for the source. First question was, where do I find wisdom? The second question that we're going to ask ourselves is this. How do I use wisdom? How do I use wisdom? Matthew chapter 6, verses 21 says this. It says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. How do I use wisdom? Here's the answer to this question. I have to treat God's wisdom like it's a treasure. I have to treat God's wisdom like it's a treasure. Now answer this for me one one second, right? Let's say right now you guys go home and your parent, your mom, your dad, your grandparent, your aunt or uncle, whoever you guys live with, gives you a family heirloom. They give you a diamond that's about the size of your fist. What are you going to do with that diamond? Are you just going to go throw it in the street? Are you just going to leave it somewhere where you can lose it? Are you going to put it in a safe place because it's something that's valuable? Same thing that we can do with God's wisdom is look, 
Rather than me coming to church, rather than me opening up my word and learning about the wisdom of God, learning about what the right choices are for my life, learning about what's wrong and, and clinging to what's right, rather than take this information and throw it out, I was like, oh, it was a good message for the moment, but I don't think I can apply it to my life. No. Everything in the word of God, everything in the Bible is relevant for today. Don't sit here and think that this Bible, this story about the gospel, this story about Jesus is something that was meant to be a fairy tale, something that happened a long time ago. Is that when we receive the wisdom of God, when he gives us access to godly wisdom, we have to treat it like a treasure. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says this, uh, uh, allow me to hide your word within my heart so I might not sin against you. That sometimes we don't always have access to our Bibles when we need to speak the word. That the word of God, we should be so caught up in the word of God. We should be so caught up in, 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 in thinking about the good things of God and, and reading our words and, and staying in our devotionals and coming to church and being engaged, not being on our phones, not talking, but being engaged with the word of God. When we do that thing, we hide it in our heart. So when we come up to certain situations, when we come up to hard choices in our lives, we know the right choice that God wants us to make. For some of us, you know, we haven't been spending time with God. We haven't been spending time in prayer. We haven't been spending time in our words. As a matter of fact, there might be some people in this room that don't have a relationship with God at all. That the most you know about God is like, yeah, I, I, I know about the man upstairs. I know about the God. I, I know about, I, know, I, I, I believe that there's, a, there's a, a power higher than myself. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about relationship. In relationship, there's always an exchange. When I have a relationship with God, I'm having conversations with him. I'm growing in relationship with him. He is my heavenly father, and I am his son. So when my heavenly father gives me wisdom, when my heavenly father gives me direction, I'm going to trust in his direction. Think about it for just a second. How many great life lessons have you learned from your parents or your grandparents? Or all those people that you look up to, how many real great life lessons did you learn from your older brother? Did you learn from your older sister? That you maybe not have, maybe your, 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 your parent or your grandparent didn't exactly tell you, but by the way that they lived their life, you took that good model and you, put, you applied it to your life. We should be doing even more so with the wisdom that God gives. We have to treat it like a treasure. We have to put it in a safe place, a place where it won't get tarnished, a place where it won't get uh, messed up or, or scratched up or messed up, is that we keep God's word in such a safe place in our hearts that nothing can get to it. Because let me share something with you guys today. There are many uh, 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 earthly, demonic type of wisdoms that will come against the word of God. That the devil ain't stupid. That what the devil will try to do is he'll try to manipulate God's word and make it seem like it's something that it's not. That we have to recognize that God's word, that God's purpose is to lead you back to him in relationship. And there are so many people out here that are outside of the, of the relationship and family of God that they think that church is this place where I don't want to go to church because I don't want to get judged. I don't want to go to church because, because I don't want them to talk bad about my life. I don't want to go to church because I don't feel like I'll be accepted. When that's so far from the truth, 
That if we are people, if we are true Christians, if we are true believers, and we've received God's word, and we've received his wisdom, then we know this, that we are to love God with all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength, and we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. That as believers, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we don't have the power to have the gavel in our hands, but we're meant to be like family, long-lost brothers and sisters that bring people back into the family. When the Bible uses that, that term adoption, you being engrafted into the family, you being adopted into the family, is basically saying this, like, look, you've been lost You've been away, you, you, you've been this prodigal son or daughter, but now you have the opportunity to come back into the family of God. So it's important that what we learn in this word is protected in our hearts, not just in our minds where we think it might be good in our own understanding and we let it go in one ear and out the other, but in such a way that the word of God, not only do we hear it, not only do we understand it, but it is planted so deep in our hearts that it becomes and it renews the person that's on the inside of us. I don't know about everywhere else, but guess what? Or any, everyone else, but I'm not perfect. My past is not perfect. I've done some crazy, dirty, messed up things. But I believe because God's word is true, because God's word is good, that as I continue to hear God's word and I apply it in my life, that God is sanctifying me, God is cleansing me, God is making me holy like he is holy. And I can't do that by taking God's word and like trying to apply it to myself. It's no, I I'm taking God's word, I'm using his wisdom, and I'm applying it in my life by the way that he would, he would apply it in my life. So when God tells me to love my neighbor, I'm not approaching in a way where I'm just approaching with love, but I'm approaching with love and truth because you can't have one without the other. I'm, I'm, I'm approaching my life and making decisions in my life in such a way where, listen, I got to have a mindset that even when people don't see me do certain things, even when I have a moment alone and I'm thinking about these bad thoughts and I'm thinking about doing something stupid and I'm thinking about doing things I know I shouldn't be doing, I'm going to have the integrity because I know that God is omnipresent and he sees each and everything that I do. As a matter of fact, the word of God says that he knows our thoughts before we even think it. Before we even commit it, when, die, when, when Jesus died on the cross, he knew the sins that you were going to commit. He knew that you would fall short. He, he knew that you, it, it, if this were a reciprocation type of relationship, that you're going to live up to the bargain. But God loved you so much that while you were still a sinner, that while you were still an enemy of God, he died for your sins. That's what the truth and, and the wisdom of God is is that where people will take the Bible and say, look, there's nothing but a, a, a judgmental, bunch of hypocritical type of people that go inside that church. It's far from the truth. That's not who we're supposed to be. With God's wisdom, we are to make right choices. With God's wisdom, we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. With God's wisdom, we are to make choices that honor God and don't dishonor what he's blessed us with. Wisdom plays into everything. And I know a lot of times you might not pray about each and every situation. Like, I'm probably 100% sure when you guys got up this morning and you were choosing what cereal to eat, you didn't go into a deep prayer and fasting to figure out if I should eat Cheerios or if I should eat Frosted Flakes. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen, right? 
But there comes a moment in time that the more and more that you treat God's wisdom like a treasure, that you treat God's wisdom like it's something that's value, when you treat God's wisdom like, like, like I can't lose this thing, I can't allow this thing to go away, your heart becomes like God's heart. Your ways start to become like God's ways. Not because you've become this good and righteous person on your own understanding, but because you've adopted the ways uh, of God and that you, you've turned away from the things that you used to know. But you don't trust in the wisdom that you've come up with. You trust in the wisdom that God gives. The first question was, where do I find wisdom? And we recognize that I have to recognize God as the place to find real wisdom. The second question was this, how do I use wisdom? I have to treat God's wisdom like a treasure. I have to treat it like something that's valuable. That when God's word goes forth, when I, when I receive a word, when I read about something on my own personal time, when I'm reading my Bible, I don't just read it and think about it like a good idea, but I read it, I accept it, and I apply it to my life so I can go and live that thing out. And finally, the last point in wisdom, you can come up to the piano. That, that, that can only be God that he would name the piano player wisdom. We'd be preaching about wisdom today, but anyways. Last question is this. What are my benefits in choosing God's wisdom? What are my benefits in choosing God's wisdom? How many seniors do we have in here tonight? Where are all my seniors at? We got a good couple. Or even people that are in high school, whatever it may be. Has there ever been like this anxiety or this, this, this stress where it comes to, I don't know if I should go to college. God, what college do I go to? God, should I join the military? God, should I go work somewhere? God, God, what choice do I make? God, I really, really, really like this girl. Should I choose her or should I stay in my singleness? God, I have this choice to, to, to go drinking with my friends when I really shouldn't be drinking. Do I go make this choice to do something I know I shouldn't be doing? Or do I make my choice in a way that would honor you? What are the benefits? And a lot of times when we make choices, we try to make the best choice possible to give us the, the, the most joy, the most happiness, the, the most understanding uh, uh, in a way that benefits us best. When you want to go and do something, even when it might appear as bad, even when it's something that you shouldn't be doing, you're going to do what? Like say you have to sneak out of the house to go to a party. What are you doing? I'm about to go have fun. All my friends are there. I mean, that certain someone is there. Bay is there. I got to go. I don't want to miss out on having a good time. When in reality... You might be thinking that, thinking that you're pursuing joy and that you're pursuing something that's going to be fulfilling, but in reality, you get to the party and it's like, this wasn't enough. That we have to come to the realization that, that, that God is the one that gives us real joy. That God is the one that gives us real protection. A lot of times we make decisions to make sure that we're protected. We make decisions so that maybe our, 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 our reputation isn't tarnished. Maybe we make decisions to, to, to make ourselves seem a little bit more cooler than we are. 
But here's what scripture says. It says in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7, it says, He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. When you understand what is right, just, and fair, you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. That it says that God protects those that listen to him. That, that, that God is a shield to those that have integrity. That when you choose God, you're not choosing God. Yes, you're choosing God over something else, but, but what you think you're missing out on by choosing God, you're choosing real joy. You might think by, by doing that thing, by, 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 by going to that party, by, by, by taking those couple sips of that drink, by, 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 by smoking, by, by taking drugs, whatever it may be, you might think that you're missing out on this thing by choosing God, but you're not missing out on anything. You're, you're, you're actually seeing what real life is supposed to be. We have to get out of this mindset that, that, that Christianity is this boring, joyless, stupid, unfun life. But in reality, without God, we won't know what real joy is. Without God's wisdom, we won't know what real protection is. You think a job is going to protect you? You think money is going to keep you safe? Without God, we have no protection. Who do you think woke you up this morning? Who do you think had the wisdom to keep your heart beating? Who do you think had the wisdom to, to I'm about to get real scientific here, to, to, for the synapses in your brain to wake you up in the morning, for those electrical signals to go to your brain and say, hey, time to wake up. Who do you think woke you up this morning? It was God. And, and whether you give him credit or not, whether you believe that he's real or not, God is still real. So we can all stand to our feet. It says when wisdom enters our heart, knowledge will fill us with joy. Wise choices will watch over us and understanding will keep us safe. That if we're going to make any choices in our lives, we have to choose God's wisdom to lead us in our choices. We have to allow his wisdom to be hidden deep within our hearts so that when we come to that choice, we know the right decision to make. That we trust in God, that we have developed a relationship with God so well that when we come to that fork in the road in our lives, it's like, God, I trust in your wisdom. I trust in what your word has to say about, say about my, my choice right now. And here's one choice that you can make right here, right now. Some of you guys, you might not have a relationship with God. For some of you guys, you, 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 you don't know what tomorrow has to bring, but God knows. God knows the beginning from the end. The Bible calls him, the Bible uses this title, they, they call him Alpha and Omega. That literally means at the beginning of time, God was here, and at the end of all this, God's still going to be here. 
And with all that knowledge, with all that wisdom, with all that understanding, when we fell short in our sin, when we decided to choose away from God, God still made a way for us to come back to him. Right now is not the time for judgment. Right now is not the time for for condemnation. Right now is not the time for us to, to open up the long list of things that you did wrong in your life. Right now is the opportunity for you to give your life to God. For you to have a real and relevant relationship with him. Listen, if you trust in God, he won't fail you. If you trust in God, he won't lead you wrong. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you want to accept Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand. Very simple and plain. I see your guys' hands. I see your hands. Amen. Amen. Can we clap it up for our brothers and sisters that rose their hands? Listen. Little brother, little sis, if you rose your hand, here's the next step. Here's where we choose God's wisdom over our wisdom. Is this. He's like, look, I acknowledge where I'm at. I, I acknowledge that I was wrong. And God, not that, not that you're going to tell God, God, I'm sorry. It's God, I repent. That's the next level. It's not just saying that you're sorry for the things you did. It's saying, I'm sorry for the things that I did. I'm turning away from that bad thinking, and God, I'm going to trust in what you have to say for me. So we're going to pray that prayer. With every head bowed and every eye closed, thank you, Jesus. God, we just come to you with a repentant heart tonight, God. And as each and every one of us, Lord God, enters into a conversation with you, God, for maybe the first time or, or the 50th time, God, we repent. We turn away from the things that we used to know, and we turn towards you, God. God, we trust that you are our Lord and Savior. You are the only way into heaven, God. You are the only way that we can be righteous. You are the only way that we can be whole. And God, tonight, we're not going to lean on our own understanding. God, that we will acknowledge you in all of our ways from this day forward. That although we might not be perfect, God, we might not have everything all together, we can be made perfect in you. Holy Spirit, I am praying that that you be present in each and every one of our lives. That you give us the wisdom that we need. That you give us the protection that we need. That you you guide each and every one of our footsteps, God. Like your word says, that you be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, God. So bright of a lamp that we continue to remind ourselves where we really are. That we can be honest with ourselves, God. And that you be a light unto our path that even when we go into dark places, God, you can guide us through the darkness. God, we trust that you are faithful. We trust that you are holy. And we trust, God, that we are supremely loved by you. God, we thank you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God a praise? Listen, listen, listen. If you're new here, if it's whatever, 
I know it might be an awkward conversation, but listen, if you raise your hand and gave your life to God tonight, I want you to find one of the leaders. Find myself, find Monique, find Jackie, find Erica. Talk to them and tell them like, hey, I gave my life to God tonight. What do I do next? I I need y'all to be brave tonight, all right? Go and talk to somebody. You're a part of a family now. You're a part of a holy and spiritual family now. So I encourage you guys, get connected. This is a great place to get connected to here at Elevate. Plenty of opportunities to serve your family, your community, all different types of stuff. But yeah, right after this, in a couple of minutes, we're going to have the after party. For those of you guys that are new here and don't know what the after party is, it's a way for us. I know it's been kind of hard because of quarantine. You ain't been at school and been with your friends. But ladies are going to head over to the Elevate room. You guys are going to connect, have small groups, talk, chat. I don't know what the ladies are doing tonight. Guys, we'll be meeting right here up at the front. Um, If all needs have been met, listen. Who all here has an Instagram? Listen, I'm not going to go and try and follow you and, like, be a weirdo on your page, okay? But if you have an Instagram, follow us at ElevateYM. Follow the the, the youth group's Instagram page. Next up is this. We're having a Q&A panel with our elders. We're having Pastor Donald up, up, up on the panel. We're having Pastor Raquel. And we're having our very own Pastor Eric on the panel too. So if you guys have any burning questions, any questions about faith, any questions about relationship, any questions at all, I want you guys to submit them to the Elevate YM page on Instagram, all right? If all needs have been met, go with God. If you're online, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys on Sunday.